Have you ever? Your problem areas won't be exactly the same as mine, but have you ever paid in full for a terrible meal, lain awake while your neighbour played their music full blast, taken the stairs at double speed because somebody is behind you, pretended to forget that a friend owes you money, kept a gift you hated instead of asking for the receipt, pretended to be in a relationship to avoid a flirty stranger, laughed along with a joke that really hurt your feelings, put away somebody else's equipment at the end of a gym class, stayed silent when somebody jumped a queue that you're waiting in, kept your seat upright on a flight while the person in front of you is fully reclined, let your friend bring a boyfriend to a girls' night, or routinely cleaned up after your housemate. If you've done, or regularly do, any of the above, then you've come to exactly the right place. They might seem insignificant, and in isolation they are, but if you do a handful of these little things each week out of a desire to avoid being rude, by the end of any given week, the list of ways in which you have twisted yourself around other people's wants and needs is a mile long. The power of rude is the name that I've given to the ability to step outside of this pattern of behaviour. The last hundred years have seen incredible progress for women, and in terms of the rights we have enshrined in law, things look better than they ever have. Never has feminism been more popular, widespread or well-represented. Emma Watson, Beyoncé, Taylor Swift, the majority of famous women identify as feminists. People like me make a living out of being a feminist. And yet I, and women all over the world, still continue to experience sexism day in, day out. The pay gap endures, maternity rights and childcare provisions can still lock women out of the workplace. We still experience sexual violence in obscene numbers. Girls are still street harassed before they leave childhood. Reproductive freedom is under attack and contraceptive medicine still makes women mentally and physically ill. Many of the world's most powerful nations have never had a female leader. So, despite being stamped on tote bags and pink pencils, necklaces and t-shirts... Feminism's work isn't finished. The war for women is not won. I suspected before I wrote this book that, as a woman, perhaps the best way to improve my world would be by making small changes to my own behaviour. By the time I finished it, I was sure. If we want to continue the feminist revolution that was started by the suffragettes, then we need to tackle the expectations to which we conform without really meaning to. Most importantly of all, the expectation that we women will smile sweetly, sit nicely, take up as little space as possible and put our own wants and needs last for fear of seeming rude. When I started writing The Power of Rude, I decided to keep a diary, noting down every time I did something because I didn't want to be rude. I thought I would need to keep it for several weeks in order to notice any patterns, but from the very first day my problems were clear. Tuesday, 8.30am. I wake up and realise that I didn't set my alarm. I'm running late, so I call an Uber to take me to work, which cuts the journey time in half. 9am. I get into the taxi. It's way too hot, but he seems to like it this way, so I start stripping off layers. I consider opening the window, but decide against it. He tunes the radio to a noisy sports game. I have a headache, but assume this is an important match that he would be sad to miss, so again, I say nothing. When I arrive at work, I feel embarrassed about having taken an Uber and hope that no one sees. 9.30am. If I get a coffee from the coffee shop, I will be four minutes late into the office, but much more productive. 
I don't have the balls to style it out, so I skip the coffee. I am sleepy through my next two meetings as a result. 10.15am. One of the writers I edit files a piece which hasn't really hit the mark, but I like her too much to say anything, so I rewrite it myself. 1pm. Lunch! Earlier in the week I batch cooked a curry and a soup. My husband asked which one I wanted. I claimed I didn't mind, even though I did, and have ended up with the soup. I curse myself as I plough through it. 2.30pm. One of the team members, whom I technically manage, though I have a strong tendency towards the Regina George's mum school of people management, takes 90 minutes for lunch. When she comes back, I say, everything okay? Which is designed to be code for, why are you so late? Everything's fine, she smiles. 5.30pm. I have finished all the things I needed to do for the day and come to a natural conclusion. I could easily go home, but I'm worried that somebody will notice and think that I'm lazy. So instead I browse ASOS and think about getting a fringe. At 6pm, which is when our day is supposed to finish, I stand around making noises about being kind of done until people start telling me I should leave. 7.30pm. I take a ballet class every week. A woman on the other side of the bar gets there later than me and then asserts herself so I have to move up, out of the spot I arrived early to claim. I am fuming about this. Then, a woman on the bar behind me starts saying all of the steps loud enough for me to hear them. This would be bad enough, but she's saying them wrong, so I'm thrown off. I give her a meaningful look, which she either misses or ignores. Halfway through the class, we put the bars away. I drag one of them with some other women, but when we try to push it against the wall, my thumb gets trapped. I stifle a yelp because I don't want anyone to feel bad. Finally, when we're dancing in the centre, a woman keeps standing directly in front of me so I can't see my feet in the mirror. Every time I move, she moves too. Eventually, I make a noise a bit like a sigh and she seems to notice. She moves slightly to the left and I can now see one of my feet. I feel painfully guilty. 9pm. I'm home from ballet and I need to wash my hair, but my husband hasn't made dinner. He's not one of life's cooks and he does all the washing up. So I end up roasting aubergines and planning to get up earlier and wash my hair tomorrow, which will inevitably mean that I am late. 11pm. I'm just falling asleep as my husband starts to snore like a buzzsaw. I consider sleeping elsewhere, but then decide that sleeping apart means that I am a bad wife. Rather than waking him up, I wait until I am seething with anger and exhaustion, then I snap and pull the duvet off him. He wakes up looking hurt and sad. I feel hideously guilty and apologise. He goes back to sleep. I listen to him snore. No one likes homework. But in order to get the most out of this book, I would encourage you to keep a diary for a week and to be completely honest with yourself about each moment during the day where you avoid doing something because you don't want to be rude. <laughs>